Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Traders ongoing special coverage of Survivor UK episodes 9 and 10. I'm Matthew, I work in TV development, and until now, I had never watched Survivor. And I'm David, and I've been covering Survivor since season one, over 23 years ago. Usually this podcast is dedicated to the traitors, but David and I have joined forces to take a detour and cover the new season of Survivor UK. Each week, we're going to give you a new twist on covering Survivor by not just recapping the two episodes, but looking at both of them from our two very different points of view. So whether you are new to Survivor like me or a veteran of watching many seasons, we'll have you covered. Yes, and I think uh, this week in particular, uh, I I suspect you'll have a few questions about what's happened here. So I'm here to cover you. Absolutely. Yes, I have lots of, (laughs) is this a thing? Why is this happening? Do they always do this? Questions throughout. (laughs) Yes, and I will uh, I will have answers and I will also have questions and there might be a little bit of yelling at the end, too. So uh, people will have to wait for that unless they saw me on Twitter where they already saw me yelling. Uh, So we uh, start with episode nine, day 19. And Nathan is still very happy about having voted out shy. He doesn't brag about having misspelled his name again, but everything but that. (laughs) Yeah, he's got like this big grin on his yeah. face. He doesn't even care. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> uh, Doug tells us there are now three at the top and then Lawrence. And he and Pegleg congratulate themselves on a good five days, turning things completely around at the tribe. I guess I never should have doubted them. So I, I sorry, Doug and Pegleg for saying you shouldn't have done this. You went in there undercover and you completely flipped everything. So bravo. Yeah, they've got it. Yeah. Uh, Over at Lenena, several of the tribe are grumbling about Lee, uh, particular him hogging the pillow, rubbing people the wrong way in general. Uh, Christopher tells us Lee doesn't understand the game, which comes as a complete and total shock to me. 
Yeah, uh, Chris. Chris also has this moment where he says he's really surprised at Lee's reaction about throwing the challenge, you know, yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before. And I, and I just thought, really, you're yeah. surprised? <laughs> I mean, I can understand if he said, "I, well, I'm surprised at how mad he got," or "Oh, I didn't expect the the extent of his reaction." But he, Chris is just like what why why is he mad at me i'm like uh you were on his team and you didn't tell him that you were trying to ruin the whole challenge like of course he's annoyed at you yeah yeah uh but you know that these two definitely don't see eye to eye on pretty much anything um and another one that Lee doesn't see eye to eye with is Leilani in particular uh for noting that Lee had the pillow for 7 days which <laughs> That's pretty bad also, I, I will say, but it's also Lee. And Lee calls her the pillow boss uh, before <laughs> telling Chris he can have it tonight. Um, but his attitude has been getting to Ashley, too, who says they're in an alliance, but he can be difficult to talk to if you don't have the same viewpoint as him, which also comes as a huge surprise to me. Lee just seems like the type of guy who is always willing to consider others' opinions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, just generally, the fact that within the first five minutes of the episode, Chris and Ashley and Leilani are are all mentioning Lee, you kind of immediately know, oh, there's some sort of editorial foreshadowing here. Lee is going to be important in this episode. Not necessarily that he is going, but he's he's going to face opposition. He's going to be one of the names that, you know, is being discussed at the end of this episode in some way. All right, well, we get tree mail, and it seems to be a reward challenge, but they're told to pack up their things and bring them along, which should have been a big hint to them that something was up. But if it was, we don't see any of them saying anything. As Calaton arrives, uh, the original Calatonians on Lenena are very happy to see Shy is gone. And then Joel tells them to drop their tribe colors. Dude, you ruined the saying. It's drop your buffs that's the <laughs> saying now i the only thing i can think of well there are two things i can think of one they haven't explained what buffs are and therefore they don't want to use the term the other is maybe the bbc cheaped out and didn't use official buff brand <laughs> uh and but they used some knockoff instead and so they can't say drop your buffs um could be yeah but I in mean, any I don't case, know what what a buff is. Oh, know, it's is a, is a buff a thing. Yeah, I mean, I know what it is now. But before this, before Survivor, I would never have known that's what it was called. Oh yes, they they make them in other places. Like we saw them at where did I see them? I was in Mexico on a cruise tour. It was an ATV tour, and they were like, "You need to wear something to cover your nose and mouth." And they sold buffs and they weren't survivor buffs. They were just, you know, standard, uh, you know, buffs, I, 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 you know, co- head covering neck, you know, face coverings. And so so it is a brand, but it, the brand has become more or less synonymous with survivor. OK. Uh, in any case, they're now merged and will play as individuals. Uh, Joel asks how things will change. And Hannah says they'll all be playing for themselves which, of course, they should have been doing all along. (laughs) Some, in fact, were if they knew what they were doing. 
Uh, Joel then tells them they will be participating in the survivor auction for food and rewards and game advantages. They will each get 2,500 Dominican pesos, no sharing money or items unless specified, and everything must be enjoyed there only. The auction will end without warning. And I am, of course, very familiar with this. But what were your thoughts as he announced this? Uh, my thought, my thoughts were a thing, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> which is my most common note throughout uh, this series of notes. A thing? Is this a thing? Yes. Uh, I assumed it was a thing. Um, yes. So yeah, I got the gist of what was coming and just assumed, oh, this must be something in Survivor that happens. Um, what? I mean, maybe this is a silly question, but what? <laughs> Why do they? Why do they give them actual real money, just for them to hand it back over at the end? Like, well, why not just use island counters or something? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they've always given real money, as far as I know. Uh, in the U.S., some of the people uh, have told stories uh, about how whatever money they didn't use, they they kept. You know, it was real U.S. <laughs> dollars, and it was more than the you know, the, the the little bit of Dominican pesos that they got. And they were like, woohoo, yeah. I got a few hundred dollars, you know? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, a little background for people who haven't kept up on the U.S. survivor auction situation. These used to be a staple for a long time until a few players basically broke the auction by figuring out how to get things for everyone and also holding their money for game advantages. And so, like, people wouldn't bid on food because they're just waiting for the advantage. Uh, okay. So U.S. Survivor hasn't or hadn't had an auction for a long time because they said they couldn't figure out a way around it, even though, like, zillions of suggestions flooded in when they said that, including a bunch from me that would have, you know, and my, you know, other listeners and stuff like that, that would have fixed it easily. Uh, then this year, just a few weeks ago, the auction returned to much fanfare. Unfortunately, they combined a couple of supposed fixes into the auction and kind of ruined the fun of it. It was fun to watch it, but it wasn't really much of an auction because of the things they did. And it, it will take too much to go into that here. But, you know, it's it's just like, come on, guys, this is easily fixable here. But no. Um Anyway, this auction will hopefully be better. That's That was my thought. And it starts with a bacon buddy. And I have no idea what a buddy is. <laughs> uh, it's essentially a sandwich. <laughs> oh, okay. Then why do they call yeah. it a buddy? It's just a, it's a British term. Uh, yeah, it's a British okay. term. For, it's usually a, 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 a... If I say a role, do you know what I mean by a role? R-O-L-L. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I know um, what I mean by a roll. I'm not 100% sure I know what you mean by a roll, but yes. Like a, or a bun, like a burger, like a bun. Okay. A burger. Yeah. Uh, usually, a, I thought a bacon butty or a chip butty is on a, a bun, but here it just, it's, it just looked like a sandwich. It just okay. looked like a BLT sandwich or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all it is. All right. Well, Lawrence outbids Lee for 500. Uh, the next item is a toothbrush, toothpaste, and floss, and Lee outbids Nathan for 400. Yeah, can now, I frankly, ask a question here. Sure, go ahead. 
Well, two questions. Okay. One question about the bacon butty. Something yes. that I've been meaning to ask since the start of the season. Has there ever been a vegan on this show? Oh yes. There have <laughs> okay. been there have been vegans, there have been vegetarians, there have been people okay. who kept kosher. Uh, ah, there's okay. one well-known early season. Uh, this guy ends up going to win it. He is an observant Jewish person and he keeps kosher. And uh, there's something like they rent. There's something where another uh, contestant, a friend of his, is joking. He's Jewish. He can't eat it. He's like dancing around, you oh know. <laughs> so uh, I'm asking because I'm vegan. So all these challenges, I'm like, I couldn't bet on that. I don't. I, what would I do? I can't. Have well, that, so I don't know. You could eat the bread. Um, I could eat the bread. So uh, second question's about toothpaste. Okay, before you get when to the, that, so some okay. people give up their vegetarianism and veganism while on the show. Some don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> but some do. Uh, like there was uh, the woman who was just voted out of U.S. Survivor uh, this past week. She was I don't know if she was a full on vegetarian, but she was close enough. And she won a chicken reward. And <laughs> she showed up and she ate the chicken. Oh and she was like, I haven't had a chicken in like 16 years, you know, but because she was so starving, <gasps> you know, she was willing to put wow. it aside. And a lot of other vegetarians have done something similar. Now, the thing is, sometimes their systems don't handle it very well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so. So, yeah, okay. you would have to make that decision, you know, when you go out there. OK. OK. Uh the when the toothpaste appeared as an item, I thought, wait a minute, you're telling me they don't have toothpaste? Like, no, I just assumed they had like basic toiletries. So I was no. like, they don't have tooth. I mean, I guess they're not eating sugar, so maybe their teeth aren't rotting away in their heads. But I, I thought, and then I thought, what, what else don't they have? Is this why you said in an earlier episode, they all stink? Do they just not have deodorant and stuff? Oh, yeah. No, they don't have anything. They have. They don't have okay. toilet paper. They don't have deodorant. They don't have soap. They don't have toothbrushes. They don't have combs. They don't have toilet paper. Nope. <laughs> okay. I Leaves. Didn't realize. Leaves okay. and aqua dumping. That's what they have. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I didn't appreciate until episode nine. How, how yes. real this all is. Yes. Okay. No toothpaste, no deodorant, no toilet paper. Got it. Yes. Uh, so now with that said, I mean, you'll see, well, on the U.S., you'll sometimes see them like get a stick and be using it to kind of mm. rub away at their teeth. Okay. And, and things like that. But, you know, like Lee was saying he had stuff stuck in his teeth. So, uh, you know, that's going to be harder to to do something about. I still think it's a terrible thing to bid on because food is a lot more important than cleaning your teeth. Um, now, if yeah. it was you got to take it back with you and use it repeatedly over the course of the next two weeks, maybe. But this is you got to sit there and use it now. And that's it. Yeah. So uh, then uh, Lee is given a bonus set for someone else and he gives it to Nathan since he had been bidding against Nathan. Uh, not very exciting. The next item is <laughs> afternoon tea with scones and cakes and stuff. Could you, could you have eaten this or do you think it was made with like butter? 
Yeah, it's probably made with butter and eggs and milk. Ah, yeah. yeah, basically all of it. I thought, not for me. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> Sadly. Um, so there's a bit of a bidding war, but Leilani outbids Christopher for it. I still think these folks are being very conservative with their bids. That was a lot of food, and I feel like it should have gone for more than 700 pesos. Yeah, even even me not having seen this before, <laughs> so not really having a gauge of how much is on the way. Because, you know, Jules tells right. them it could end at any moment. I just, as soon as any food came out, I just thought, bid, bid high, just go for it. You don't know when this is going to end. Get rid of that money. Well, especially this. I mean, there was a whole set of trays of food there. Yeah. Now, maybe they were waiting for protein instead of carbs or in addition to carbs. But like you said, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, Next up is beer and chips. Sorry, crisps. See, this is what I mean when I say that <laughs> when you said, I, I do I know what a roll is? I mean, I, I know what chips are, but they're not what you say chips are. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, Doug and Pegleg bid against each other. Pegleg gets it for 700, but Joel gives him a bonus beer and he, of course, gives it to Doug. Uh, next up is shampoo and conditioner and Doug and Christopher bid against each other. And I was a little surprised at the people who were bidding against each other on this. I have to admit, Me too. Uh, <laughs> but I don't mean to be stereotypical, but right. I thought maybe one or two of the women might go for it. <laughs> nope. They're holding out for food. They're like, let you guys do this. Yeah. They're smart. Uh, they're too yeah. smart. Actually. I. Uh, we also see there's a little paper scroll in the towel, which uh, Christopher wins the the shampoo and uh, manages to pocket the the scroll before pouring water on his head. And I'll say washing his hair, but it's really I mean, he gets shampoo and conditioner and like a jug of water. I, I mean, it's it's not really washing his head. It's, you know, his <laughs> hair it's, again without the hidden scroll. I would have said it was a waste of money. Uh, but he accidentally got a deal on that. Next up is spicy chicken and fries. Uh, sorry, chips. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one gets the big money flying as Hannah bids uh, outbids several others for twenty one hundred. And so maybe they were waiting for protein. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, then an advantage is brought out. And people start bidding it up by 100 each until Christopher wins it for the ridiculously low price of 600 pesos. This is the type of thing that in the U.S. people would literally have held on to all 2,500 for. Yeah, I thought the exact same. I was surprised at how reserved they were. Because before, when I didn't think they were battling that much over the food, then I thought, oh... They're waiting because, and again, I, I mm -hmm. just sort of guessed this as a, a new viewer. I thought, oh, something that's not food is coming. Some Like, Joel's going right. to pull out an idol. And so I thought, oh, they all, they're all waiting for this. So then when he does say, oh, there's a, an advantage here, I thought they would go crazy. And they, they were just so conservative with it. I, the only thing I can think of, because even Doug didn't jump in. Now, Doug not jumping in. Maybe he thought it would draw too much attention to himself, and he's trying to play an under-the-radar game, which we yeah. heard several players say later in this episode and next episode. Or it's it's possible, or maybe even likely, that since the auction was over right after this, 
that we didn't see other food items that were brought out, that it was just a matter that, you know, they don't show everything for every single item. And I think they probably had a lot more and other people just might not have had money left. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, but my, yeah, my overall thought yeah. after the auction was, oh, okay, I thought this was going to be wilder. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, just felt yeah uh, not not as competitive it was strange well and the other thing is one thing that was missing from this auction were any covered items and they tend to be like in every other auction and it makes players like risk money for what could be something amazing or like a bowl of rice from camp or worse <laughs> like this season on u.s survivor someone won two gigantic fish eyes <laughs> which were really gross. Uh, so, yeah, it's I, I'm surprised that they didn't have any covered items. Maybe they did and it didn't go over well and people just mm -hmm. weren't weren't bidding on them. So they didn't show them or maybe they were like, no, that's too much to push on the players and the contestants in this first season. So. So anyway, after that. Everyone heads to Lenena Beach, which is where they will be living from now on. Once they get to camp, the original Calatonians and the original Lenena kind of break up into their groups and compare notes amongst themselves to figure out what's changed. Lee, of course, wants the lads to get together and run things. Uh, but I guess Christopher isn't included because Pegleg says since they left, it seems like he and Ashley think they're running the show. And... Does this really all go back to that stupid pillow? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or more likely, yeah, <laughs> or more likely to the whole throwing thing when they were the ones who had made a decision. And yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of those two, Christopher tells Ashley about what turns out to be his secret clue for an idol, uh, which was the advantage he bought. And he also shares that. Well, actually, I don't remember now. Uh, no, the secret clue was for the idol. The advantage that he bought was for the extra vote, which is good for three tribal councils. Yeah. Um, Ashley tells him Lee needs to go ASAP and then uh, goes to talk to Lee to pretend she's on board with his plan. Uh, he tells us he wants to work with the real people in his alliance, not the snakes and rats. And my eyes roll as they often do whenever Lee speaks. <laughs> or whenever anyone gets annoyed. That yes. Maybe there will be a betrayal at some point. They might play the game because there's yeah. fake people here. Yes. Uh, so it's uh, day 20. Chris and Ashley go idol hunting, and she finds it pretty much immediately, uh, but hands it right off to him. Later, Ashley sits down to get her hair braided by Tanuke, but it's really a strategy session. And she tells Tanuke and Matthew and Leilani that she wants to work with them to target Lee. Uh, Tanuke is down with it and even notes that it makes no sense for Lee to go after her when there are stronger men. And it's just because she's a woman. I'm pretty sure she's clocked it. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm pretty sure she's right. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's been... Lee's thing <laughs> since the beginning. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. All right. So it's time for an immunity challenge. Uh, Tanuke and Leilani talk about how they're good as long as Lee doesn't win. Lee says he's super confident. 
So we've got these two conflicting views. Uh, Joel finds out the new tribe name is the very clever Kalena, uh, which yeah. <laughs> why why do they name the new their new tri- tribe? Like why does it need the name? It needs a name. You have to name <laughs> your tribe. How else do you know where one. you're living? You just on an island. It doesn't need the name. <laughs> it needs a name, man. <laughs> okay, come on. Sure. What kind of heathen are you? I uh, just thought, what's what's the point? You're all in the same group now. <laughs> you don't need the name. <laughs> They're in Kalena, <laughs> and it, it's not uncommon for uh, them to to especially in the earlier seasons, to combine the tribe names into one, as they've done here. Other things that have been done, which are amusing, is people uh, make up things like they're like, oh, I researched the Dominican word for peace, and it's this. And it turns out not to be the case at all, like they've made up a word or it's the name of uh, the name of their cat or one one made it the name of their mom spelled backwards um and, and so people that is all sorts of things in there I, yes. I like that idea i would do that yeah <laughs> so but they just went with kalena uh and there's no more great decorated immunity log but now there's a necklace that looks like at least a, a little more time was spent on it not much not much <laughs> but a little uh, more i i i don't know how to describe my feelings about the immunity necklace. Um, I've my notes just say immunity necklace dot dot dot. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I um sure. Let's yeah. I'll say nothing. Better than the log. That's you know that's about all um, you can say. I, I actually I don't know. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Wow. Okay. Um, anyway, to get that immunity necklace, the challenge is to uh, stand on one leg using the other one to hold up a board with a vase balanced on the end of it. Or was it a vase? I can't remember. Oh, it's, uh, I would say a vase. Ah, okay. Okay. And also I thought, you know, who would have been good at this task? Jess. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Leilani <laughs> yes. was desperate to tell us last time. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know who's bad at this? Not surprisingly, Nathan, who is the first one out. Uh, yes, I'm surprised at how Nathan doesn't win more challenges. His, his balance is just—I mean, there's there's these balance challenges, and he's just his muscles are not set up for balance. I guess. Yeah, even I mean, spoiler, but even in the next episode, because mm-hmm. he's still around. Yeah, I just I. I definitely noticed, oh, I, yeah, you assume he's this big built up guy. He's a personal yeah. trainer. He's, he's going to rock most of these challenges. And he, he hasn't really at all. Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. It's surprising. <laughs> uh, next out is peg leg. Uh, then Hannah. Then as they're talking, I think about you because they had to actually provide captions so we could see what Lee was saying. <laughs> And I'm thinking, Matthew probably wanted these the whole season. Yes. I have made a note about this later on. I will come back to it. Yeah, okay. Um, Lawrence accidentally uses his hand to support his leg and is therefore out. Uh, Matthew is out after 25 minutes, and then Ashley. Uh, Finally, Lee is out, causing smiles and reactions from Leilani, Christopher, and Tanuke. Uh, Those three and Doug are the only ones who remain, so they chat, and he asks if they'll give him this one. And they all agree. Which 
really has to look really suspicious if you're Lee. How can he not know he's the target when as soon as he's out, they're all like, OK, we can end it now, except uh, that he's I'd... Lee and clueless. I, 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 well, I'm clueless too because that actually didn't occur to me because all I could think about was I still, I, under, I, I understand now they were determined for Lee not to win, but why did they just let Doug have it? I just thought this was so strange. Not, maybe not strange, so revealing, I should say. I thought it was mm -hmm. so revealing that they, I'll just let Doug be the one to take it. And I, I thought he really has befriended so many of these people. He he is so yeah. popular. Uh, I predicted several episodes ago that Doug was going to win. Mm -hmm. I'm sticking by it. Also, Doug is a listener of the podcast. Uh, ah. So hi, Doug. Um, hi, Doug. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I just thought this, this says a lot if they are all quite happy to just hand it to him. Uh, and <laughs> I wondered how embarrassed Doug was at wearing the immunity necklace, but not trying to show it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really not a fan of that necklace. I mean, he got three other people to throw it in order to wear, wear that thing. So, you know, it's, uh, it's worthwhile. Yeah, he's got to act. Yeah, he's got to yeah. act like he's, he's yeah. really happy about it. So they get back to camp and it's time for the mad scramble after the challenge. Uh, there's a lot going on here. Uh, some of the most interesting discussions are Christopher telling Doug that Lee has gotten a lot of people to dislike him. Uh, Lee says people are looking him in the eye and telling him he's good. Okay, Lee, that settles it then. you I mean, no one could ever possibly look you in the eye and say you're good if they didn't mean it. Yeah. Um, several others talk about voting out Lee, but they include Hannah, who relays the information to him about Chris and Ashley targeting him. It really was not smart to include Hannah because we heard weeks ago Lee talking about the fact that they were close. Uh, apparently, the others missed that. I, I don't know. There's a lot of people missing a lot of different things going on here. Yeah, uh, I, I I found this episode or this part of this episode quite... Um different to any of the discussions we've seen so far it it uh it made me think of something that you said in the most recent episode of the trader when you were you were looking at the traders canada mm -hmm. you said in that episode that you, you compared survivor and the traders and you said that in the traders the banishment room can change everything people really can make up have no idea what they're going to do before they walk in or have an idea and completely change it because in that room it's all about discussion and they're there for a really long time whereas I, I, you suggested that in survivor your mind's pretty much made up right and especially in this uk version they don't really discuss much at tribal council like it's all about false and vague and yes. you get the impression that everybody's mind is is made up and the tri tribal council it really is just a formality in a way um so this this whole discussion gave me that that impression that oh th this this is the decision being made now right I, I I know that maybe sounds really obvious but it just it just stood out to me that I thought oh I just sort of pictured myself in the game and I thought yeah you that these are the moments it's these moments on the beach you you need to figure out who you're listening to mm -hmm. who you're saying what to and when you 
all head off in a line towards council. Your your mind's made up at that point. The decision is made and you have to stick to it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the difference between this and the traders, because the traders, they really don't have time for this sort of mad scramble. They have yes. a certain very limited amount of time where they're allowed to be together. And, uh, you know, so they don't have these people running around and and, you know, uh, doing all this. And you may not get to talk to everyone. So there's a lot more time on Survivor to do that, set things up and then go to tribal council. I say there's a lot more time usually in us survivors sometimes that time has gotten very short but uh usually there's time so yeah you get to tribal council and it's all laid out now production and the host in, in particular of us survivor likes to talk about live tribal councils like everything is changing but i would say 90 percent of the time that it looks like it's live and it's promoted like it's it's still not people are just mm -hmm. pretending like you said so in, you know, and I think this week. When we get there, there's some information that's given that even that information doesn't change the way people are voting because they're locked in. They don't start thinking about it until after tribal council. They're like, well, we're going to stick with our plan and then we'll start thinking about what that all meant, which yeah. is a smart way to do it, because otherwise you have situations like. We've seen on the traders before where people just start shooting their votes off in random directions and then it doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Well, it helps someone. It helps the person who ends up getting saved. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So getting back to the scramble here, uh, let's see here. So now Lee is pushing Ashley as the target, which I was surprised he wasn't anyway. But OK. After all that, they go to tribal council and Lee leads off immediately by calling out Ashley and Christopher as airhead Barbie and Kali Chris. Although he later calls him a poodle. So he really needs to, you know, figure out uh, which, which it is. Is he a Kali or is he a poodle? Well, this is this is the moment I for the first time in the season, I had to turn on subtitles. I speak the same language as these people. <laughs> I don't live that far away from Ireland. I had to put on the subtitles because I, yeah, I, I was like, is he calling him Collie Chris? Or then I thought it was like the subtitles say that it's curly Chris, like curly <laughs> hair. So I thought, oh, it's, oh, it's even his the, hair. It's even the Chris. subtitles couldn't get it. That's pretty funny. So I don't, yeah. And then, but then he says the poodle thing. So I'm like, is it, is it the dog a collie? Is it curly? Poodles have curly? I couldn't, I, I still don't know. Yeah, it's curly. I mean, it was kind I mean, I, I re-listened to it also, and yeah, it's it's Kali Chris, which I think is verified by him talking about it basically as a lapdog. Yeah, I mean it's quite a cute insult to call someone Kali Chris. Like that's, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what Chris was saying. He was like, "Okay, I'll take that," as opposed to <laughs> Airhead Barbie. Yes, yeah, I mean, whoa, you know, I mean. And the, the, the dumbest part of that insult is it actually is contrary to what he was saying, because the people who don't like Ashley are saying she's a danger to win the game because she's too smart. So it's the opposite of being airhead Barbie. So Lee couldn't even insult people correctly. No. Uh, yes. And his, his, uh, his sexism has yes. resurfaced. With a vengeance. Yes, uh, which shocks everybody. Um, <laughs> he says they made promises and they're now flipping. 
And, you know, all I could think of was, well, calling them names in public is certainly the way to show you're a mature, solid game player and get everyone to your side immediately. Go team. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess. And, and I'm now going to oppose what I said five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But it actually, this then made me think, if anyone was ever going to change their mind on the spot at Tribal Council, it could be because of something like this. Like, I think... Right, yeah. To a be few like, of them really were looking at it, I'm like, did you just say that? Like, you can't yeah. you can't call people that. Yeah. So. Um, but not in the way he wanted. I mean, he wanted people to change their minds against those two, and instead <laughs> it might have reinforced, like, oh, maybe we really should vote this idiot out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he prides himself on being a man of his word. Not on being a nice guy, clearly. Uh, but, you know, uh, newsflash to Lee, this is a game, as Ashley points out. But Lee says he had a relationship with them in real life, not just the game. And again, Lee has no idea how any of this works, because, Lee, you have been in the game for three weeks. There has been no real life here. You have been in the game. Everything has been in the game, period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah, it's the same. I think the same thing happens in all sorts of mm-hmm. reality TV competition shows. That yeah, I I get that you make friends, like that's you're a human being, but that you know, it's a game show. You it's it's maybe right. they're not calling it a game show, but it's a game show, and it just feels naive to forget that you came here to win money. Uh, so yeah, make friends. That that's fine. That's nice. It's great mm-hmm. if you leave and you stay in touch with people. But don't be shocked or surprised that people are doing what they can do to win a hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, it's like being on Jeopardy, and you know you're ahead, but you know you say, you know what, I'm gonna let Joe over here uh, <laughs> answer the next five questions to catch up because it's not really fair that I got ahead of him, and he's a really nice guy. Yeah, we spoke backstage and we got on well. So do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. Um, or go, you know, I mean, you know, it's not game show, but I frequently compare it to poker. Okay, for many years, I played poker routinely against my friends. And every time we tried to win money from each other. Yeah. And, you know, we could be friends. We could make jokes. We could tell stories. We could go to life events like retirement parties and birthdays and things like that and still try to win money from each other. Um, And so it's, you know, Lee just doesn't get that. I I don't know. And it's interesting because it feels like in boxing, he would understand that because I'm sure he trains with people and sometimes has to fight them. And, and, you know, I've seen it before. I mean, I'm not a huge boxing or MMA enthusiast or anything, but I know there are situations when people who have trained together, have become friends, have to face each other because they're like the top two in whatever ranking system it is or whatever. And they still go at it. They still punch each other's lights out. Yeah. I mean, t- to be fair, it's it's not just Lee. It's several right. of them, I think, right. are, are caught up in this. Um unexpected surprise what what i will say is maybe maybe i'll come to this later uh i i might as well say it now i think uh doug is 
playing the game incredibly well by acting like he's not playing the game. Yes, that's like, what I meant by under the radar earlier. Yeah, uh, and I, I guess I, I will come to this more in episode 10, so I'll, I'll return okay. to that point. Okay, uh, so getting back to Tribal Council, Christopher brings up that Lee wanted an all-guy alliance, and Lee denies it. So I guess Lee's okay with lying in certain circumstances. <laughs> um, and, you know, Christopher and Ashley further note that Lee's denials are BS and he's trying to twist things. Joel brings up that each person voted out starting this tribal council will become part of the jury who will, of course, vote for the winner. Is this where you have a, is this a thing? Yes, this is a, is this a thing? Um, yes. I, 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 have I knew that it sounded vaguely familiar. I'm sure mm -hmm. you had mentioned the juries at some point. I just didn't know when it came in. I still don't completely know how it's going to operate. Um, but it's funny because earlier in this episode, I was starting to have that thought again. How do you win this game? Is yes. it is it a final? Is it a challenge? A physical challenge between two people, and it's just who wins the show. But I guess I'm being given the answer it's something to do with the jury and, I, yes. and again i i'm okay with not knowing you're okay with not knowing or you want me to explain because normally no. in like the u.s version there was an introduction that explained more about it and i don't remember that happening here no it it didn't explain what okay. the jury will go on to do and i i'm going to stay uh a pure viewer and just okay. experience it as it okay. happens all right so uh, Joel goes back to questioning the players and asks Doug how he's voting. Doug says it'll be the most difficult vote and even says heartbreaking. And then it's time to vote. And we see him vote Ashley while reiterating those emotions and saying she should take that as a compliment because she could win. Uh, Ashley, of course, votes Lee. Uh, that's all we really see. Christopher when given the opportunity, does not play his idol for either himself or Ashley. So they must, at that point, have at least believed they had enough people on their side. And time to read the votes. Uh, Lee, Ashley, Lee, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Lee, 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 Lee. So Lee is gone. And he actually takes it better than I expected. For now. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll we'll get to that later. Um, And my initial thought is... Uh, you know, again, before we get to the end of next episode is Matthew will be so happy. He doesn't have to decipher what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I, I also noticed that when the votes were coming in with his name on them, mm -hmm. I think it's the first time I've seen him smile. <laughs> like, it, it, and like, yeah, he did seem to just sort of accept, oh, great. This is not yeah. going my way. And I thought, oh, he's actually... Looks like he's happy and just having fun. This is really unexpected. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, some people do that. They've they've come to accept it, you know, that he knows, OK, this is the end of it. And, and it's possible he knew ahead of time that that was going to happen, you know, that he had gotten enough word that, nope, it's going against you. So he was just trying to throw everything at it to change votes at the last minute. And as we discussed, that usually doesn't happen. I have to say I'm surprised Doug stuck with Lee's side. I, I thought he had a better read overall and would flip. But if what I just said was true and they knew that Lee was going, he might have just wanted to show kind of allegiance to Lee and the other people so he could use that later. 
And this is where it becomes a little difficult to not explain what the jury is for, because suffice it to say, you do want to kiss up to the jury somewhat. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming the jury are going to decide who the final winner is. Yes. So yeah. I yeah, I get the impression you have to be really careful. Um, yes. And maybe Doug is thinking like 10 steps ahead mm-hmm. and knows that Lee's going, so doesn't feel like he needs to add another vote to that. Right, right. Maybe. So, all right. Well, with that, do you have any other thoughts or questions about this episode before we move on? I have a couple of thoughts. One is, maybe I'm completely off here, but I was surprised Ashley didn't use the immunity idol here. Uh, I thought that she would have suspected she was at risk of going and would have just asked uh, Chris for it. And I, I thought I really thought she was she was going to use it. So I'm surprised she didn't. Yeah, I mean, and that goes back to what what I was uh, trying to get at was they must have been pretty confident in where the votes were. I yeah, mean, it, yeah. it looks to me like they knew where the votes were. Lee knew where the votes were. Doug knew where the votes were. And, you know, Lee was just lashing out to try to change things at the last minute. Um, I think everyone was pretty confident going into this one. Yeah, I, I guess I. it's just me being... And we, and we talked about this a few episodes mm-hmm. back where you, you said, you know, if you think there's the slightest chance, right. just use it. So I, I just wondered if even if she was somewhat worried, there was mm-hmm. a chance she would just ask Chris if she could have it. Um, my my final thought was, and maybe you're going to completely disagree with me here, but <laughs> I I had this general thought at the end of the episode that Sometimes it seems to me like the way that votes go are quite arbitrary at times. Like it feels like you can end up being the person voted out, not for a really great reason. It's just the way the wind blows. Like I think back to, and this happens in Mm -hmm. the traitors as well. Like Leilani was voted out of her tribe a couple of days back, three, four, five days back. Now, like, no one is voting for her. And Nathan and Doug have had votes before. Now, attention has totally shifted away from them. It just, it's just this sort of realisation I had that it's not the same people who are picked on week after week. It it really shifts and ebbs and flows. And sometimes there's probably not a great deep reason for voting someone out. It's just, it, it is just about numbers and who's on everyone's minds one particular day uh so you can end up going home for not very much probably sometimes especially early in the game you can uh you know get voted out for not very much definitely and reasons change like the reason leilani one reason leilani was voted out was because she was weak in challenges well now they want to keep people who are weak in challenges they don't want ali who is stronger in challenges because it's all individual. And so, you know, that's one reason things can change. Also, you know, the tribal makeup has changed. Now you have a whole new mix of things. And excuse me, just being with Lee longer, he has rubbed more people the wrong way. He has said more things. He has, you know, you know, annoyed the women even more. And so those things ebb and flow also. 
And that's what, you know, in my, uh, for this show, in my uh, shorter videos on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, that I talk about, you know, why a mini why blank lost. I'll, I'll go over some of those reasons, you know, in my longer podcasts uh, elsewhere, I, you know, we can spend an hour and a half talking about why each player lost going through, you know, all the different details and the reasons. And so, uh, you know, sometimes, yes, sometimes the reasons are simply the flow of the numbers, you know, I mean, in us survivor, someone was voted out. Eh, I mean, they were sort of a threat. They mentioned someone's name, but it was more, they were outside the main Alliance. And they had to go and, you know, and, and that sometimes just happens. So, yeah, things things definitely change. Yeah. Yeah. OK. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um. Now, we do have some questions from uh, people on Twitter. We're going to save those all to the end. Uh, did you have any more or are we going to move on to episode 10 here? I think we are ready to move on to episode 10. OK, so we begin this episode with the type of scene I had mentioned to you a few weeks ago with everyone arriving back at camp in night vision uh, just after tribal tribal council. And Ashley and Christopher are feeling the heat from what Lee said and Tanuke seems to have bought into it now, on the one hand. And this, you know, will stretch through the entire episode. Why do you believe a man who you just voted out when he is clearly just trying to save himself? On the other hand, everybody has believed that Lee is Mr. Honesty. So are you believing it for that reason? Are you not? Are you, you know, so it, it's interesting the way people are reacting to this. Yeah, this was my and almost my initial thought for this episode. My initial thought was <laughs> my initial thoughts were, how is Leilani still here? Why is Ashley still here? And then my next thought was that I, I was just finding it really hard to follow. Like I, I actually couldn't understand why just yeah, like you said, why why they turned on Chris and Ashley. I I, I yeah, I found it confusing. Um, because I I thought there was this general anti Lee movement mm -hmm. last episode, and now some of them are annoyed about that. I I I I couldn't follow. I think that they're annoyed because Lee revealed that Ashley and Christopher had the nerve to be playing the game. You know that they yeah. were telling two sides two different things, and they're like, "What? You weren't a hundred percent loyal to me? 
<laughs> no, no, they weren't, you know, and. And so, I mean, it's possible that there were other things revealed like that we didn't see, like maybe Lee talked about Christopher trying to throw that challenge so he could vote yeah, out a yeah. Calatonian and, and everything else. And, and so and, and I also suspect, although we saw Ashley kind of coming to the conclusion that she needed to break away from Lee early in episode nine. I feel like she was probably having conversations with the Calatonians before then. Yeah. And so they felt betrayed, even though they really shouldn't have. Yeah, um, I, I think you're you're right. They're, I think some of them do just have this naive belief that, I, and I get alliances are part of the mm -hmm. game, but this really naive belief that you're, you're in an alliance with certain people and they will 100% stick to that and they will not right. speak to other people and, and they can't they find it hard to swallow that some people may have more than one alliance or yes. may change their minds and they they just don't like it and I, I i think that's really silly yeah yeah all right well day 21 dawns with another full moon from lawrence um <laughs> Uh, moving into discussions, Doug swoops in to get on uh, Christopher's good side. And uh, Chris says that Lee was lying in all his accusations. Uh, but Doug tells us Christopher and Ashley are a power couple who are playing the game hard and they know what they're doing. Ashley talks to Leilani and Tanuke to try and re-solidify those bonds. Tanuke bluntly says she doesn't feel like she can trust Ashley as much as before, which again goes to like just the naivete like why are you being so honest with her why are you flat out telling her this but okay um, yeah i thought that too even if you feel that way yeah you just you have to be guarded with what you right. say to people don't don't tell somebody you don't trust them yeah uh through the conversation uh ashley claims she was just telling lee and others what they wanted to hear so she could work with the women Maybe it's true. Maybe not. I think she was working both alliances. I, you know, and I mean, it's it's also true that when you do that, if you play both sides. Then, yes, you're lying to one side. And so from Lee's point of view, he was lying to or she was lying to uh, the Calatonians from their point of view. She was lying to Lee. So it's a matter of who you believe. And, you know, clearly they believed Lee more. Which I I mean I I feel like that was the truth for the beginning part of it, and then she kind of moved more towards the Calatonians. Um, Ashley and Christopher chat, and we don't really get much out of it, except uh, Chris then tells her he would use the idol for her. Uh, then we see Pegleg telling Nathan he wants to make himself bait to get Christopher and Ashley to vote him. And then everyone else would vote for those two to guard against an idol. I cannot tell you how terrible an idea this is. Never, <laughs> ever, ever make yourself bait on Survivor. Because what happens to the bait when you throw it in the water and go fishing? The bait gets eaten. Yes. You know, and so it's just such a horrible idea I, at this point i was like oh my gosh peg leg is going yeah i found it really 
straight and uh, unless uh, all I could think was he thinks this is a move to make everyone really admire and respect him mm -hmm. and they'll be so thankful if they pull this off that he'll be the hero and so I just thought maybe it's just he thinks that long term this is going to make everyone love him and not want to vote him out but I, I just thought it was a weird a well, weird tactic. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's always dangerous or more dangerous when you're splitting a vote and you know they have at least one idol and you're putting your name out there? No, it's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Yeah. Um, so time for the immunity challenge. And as they head there, Ashley tells us she would feel a lot safer if she won it. Um, yeah, yes, that's the yeah, point. Ashley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. OK. <laughs> um, so this challenge is a classic called Last Gasp. Each player is under a grate in the water such that they can only barely get their nose and mouth through it. And it's really just who can stay there the longest as the water rises. Now, there is one change to this challenge. Uh, compared to the U.S. version, which is Joel will be lowering the grate rather than just relying on the tide raising the water. I don't know. There's a couple of reasons this could be. Either this particular area doesn't have as much of a tide or they want to avoid something that happened a couple seasons ago in U.S. Survivor where the high tide came in and two players survived it, and then the tide went out, and there were still two players there, and so they had to declare it a tie because nobody was moving anywhere, and another high tide wasn't coming for like 12 hours. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so this kind of forces the issue. Uh, so they started out. Nathan is first out uh, just before half an hour. Uh, nobody else goes until an hour has passed when Leilani swims away, uh, then Doug, uh, and then Joel notes they'll be lowering the cage every 10 minutes. Hannah is out, then Christopher, which makes some people happy. Ashley is next, making pretty much all of them happy, though, you know, they don't really show it much. Lawrence is next, then Tanuke, so it's Pegleg against Matthew. Eventually, Matthew goes out, Pegleg wins immunity. Not surprising. He is the surf school owner. So it makes sense that he would be good with it. And the way the swells were coming in in this particular uh, situation, it came down to timing your breath. Some of them, they don't have swells like this. It's just a rising tide. But in this case, it's timing your breaths, being able to hold them till the next one, which was perfect for him. And I wrote all that and realized he was doing it even before he later explains it. So it's just something we've seen before. Um, but he also ruins his own terrible plan to make himself the bit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I think someone asked a question about this, so I'll, I'll save my thoughts until the end, my general thoughts on the, on okay. the challenge, but there is something that I noticed uh after so Doug is eliminated fairly mm -hmm. early on, mm -hmm. uh, and I noticed that he does this thing every time someone else is eliminated, he gets up off the bench and he goes to the edge and he helps pull them. Oh, in. I just noticed it in the background. He did it. He did it with Hannah and Chris and Tanuki, and I just thought this is the kind of shit that this is why people like him. Like yes. he, he's smart. He's he, I mean, maybe he's just an incredibly nice guy. I'm sure he is. But also, I thought he's do he 
knows how to make people like him. Yes. He's, he's helping every one of them out of the water and saying, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? And I just, uh, it really stood out to me. I thought he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Do you, uh, so why don't we, since this is directly related, let's jump ahead to one of the questions, uh, which was from Survivor UK Revived on Twitter. Uh, So there was this, he had this question for Matthew. What did you make of the last gasp challenge? Uh, Absolutely insane. I can't believe they are allowed to do this. (laughs) I mean, great, great TV. It was probably the most exciting challenge I've watched, but I just kept thinking, I can't, how do they know that people won't just drown? This is <laughs> wild. Um, I don't, with health and safety and risk assessments, I thought, how do they get away with this? This is crazy. I watched this episode today in my lunch break and I paused it and turned my laptop to my colleague and was like, you have to watch what is happening in Survivor <laughs> right now. And she was like, oh my God, that is crazy. Uh, yeah, so... I thought it was wild. Yeah. And I mean, you know, people just by the natural instinct to not drown, you know, that's how people don't drown. Plus, they do have safety divers in the water, at least the U.S. versions yeah, do. I, yeah. I would presume that the you know, <laughs> British one does, too. But uh, I hope so. Yeah. Um, and and so, uh, yeah. But uh, no, that's funny that that uh, you had that big a reaction to it, because this is a. This is pretty classic and they hadn't done it for a while until, like I said, a couple a couple seasons ago on U.S. And so uh, it was, you know, nice to have it come back. And yeah, uh, it, it made you know. me think more of like the show Fear Factor when they mm-hmm. had really intense physical yes. challenges that seemed life threatening. Yeah. Uh, so I and, and at first when I saw it, I thought, oh, OK, OK, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Just, you know keep your head through the little gaps in the bars. Sure, no problem. And then as it goes on, I thought, oh, you have no, you really need to have a sense of when that, You, I mean, you're at some point you just have to close your eyes and you are completely relying on physical sensation. When is that tide coming? How long do I need to hold my breath? When does the water recede? I have to take a big breath, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're, and you're natural. I mean, again, Nathan, Nathan gave up relatively early. I think he was the first out. There yeah. must be part of your natural instinct that when you're holding your nose and breathing through your mouth and water is pouring over right. your face, you, your brain just thinks you're drowning. So, it, yeah, you, it would really freak you out. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, now they have to make a new plan. People regroup uh, to work on it while Christopher and Ashley chat. They don't know what's going on. They haven't heard anything. And Chris tells us he just doesn't know where he stands. Uh, Ashley asks Tanuke and Leilani what's going on, and they give her a BS story that each person is voting for their own personal reasons. And Ashley appears to buy it, which. Oof, you know, Uh, Christopher talks to Doug and gets similar stories and has a similar reaction. Uh, If if you're being told this on Survivor, it means you're the target. So, you know, Yeah, I thought the same thing. Uh, again, we we see it in different shows. Mm-hmm. When you yeah you you approach somebody to ask what's your tactics, what you think, and you get some vague response or I don't know. Everyone's doing their own thing. Yeah, that is a warning sign that something yes. <laughs> that you yes. if, if someone someone said it on I think 
an episode of The Trader with with you, one of your guests, I think. If you're not in on the plan, you are the plan. Right, right. (laughs) All right, well, Ashley talks to Matthew and divulges that Christopher has the idol. And then she checks with Doug, Pegleg, and Hannah, and they all agree to vote Nathan for what it's worth. Uh, Christopher realizes that Doug has previously said he was tight with Nathan, so why would he say that? Hmm, Christopher, maybe things are starting to dawn on you here. Uh, But now comes the dilemma that you had uh, alluded to earlier, whether or not to use the idol. And as I type out my notes, I will go back to what I had uh, mentioned in a previous podcast, which is the answer is use it. Uh, You know, if you believe there is a chance you're getting targeted, use it. Yeah. Maybe you use it unnecessarily. Oh, well, if you don't, and you're the target, you're out of the game, and that's the end. Yeah. So if you're going to make a mistake, err on the side of staying in the game, always. Uh, the group goes to tribal council, and Lee the juror is brought in to watch. All shaved up, and I had forgotten what he looked like uh, cleaned up, you know? Yeah, like 12-year-old Lee shows up. Like, yeah. who is this child? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, And... uh. Yeah, I wasn't sure, again, if you were if you realized this was how it was going to go for that also. No, yeah, it's it slipped my mind. Uh, so, yeah, when Lee appears, I thought, oh, OK. Oh, right. Yeah, he's not gone. He's mm. oh, and he's going to watch what's happening. Oh, yes. OK. So, I, yes. yeah, I hadn't I hadn't realized that they would be there at every tribal council from now on. I thought they would just appear at the finale. OK. So this is how they get whatever information they get, other than, of course, questioning people as they come in, is they get to watch the tribal councils. That's all they get to watch. Um, so but, they don't see the votes. They don't see who's voting for who. No, no. no OK, uh, they can maybe figure it out. But and then, you know, they'll probably hear about it later. But no, they don't. They All they see is what's publicly in front of them. Which, is, um, in my opinion, not very much. Not much. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I I thought in this tribal council that Joel's questions go on forever. And it's just the same question reworded trust, in different ways. Trust. 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 Yes. Um trust and deception. I mean, that's how I summarized it. Lots of lots of discussion about people deceiving each other, losing trust, etc. Leilani is shocked that people can say one thing to her face and then lie about it. Welcome to the game, Leilani. <laughs> um, uh, Doug talks about the need to separate personal from the game, which is indeed very important and part of one of my rules for winning. He also notes that at some point someone will be identified as a threat and just taken out because that's what happens. And he's right again as not being too much of a threat is another one of my rules for winning. I'm beginning to think now you mentioned that Doug <laughs> listens to this podcast. I'm beginning to think yes. that Doug has listened perhaps to some of my other podcasts. I, I don't know one way or another, but yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. Uh, your namesake, Matthew, clearly hasn't, however. Um because he says he wouldn't join a majority vote against one of his friends because his integrity is more important than winning. And you want to leave knowing that you've been real. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you're you're you know, your fellow right. Matthew there is not not doing your name justice because, yeah, in that case, you're still leaving real or not. You're still gone. Um, yeah. 
Ashley wisely notes that joining the majority is absolutely a valid way to play. And she's right. The first two-time winner of U.S. Survivor pioneered what, what's called an anyone-but-me strategy that is still copied today. You know, oh, oh that's where the majority is going? Okay, it's not me. I'm going with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so with that, it's time to vote. We see Nathan vote Ashley, Tanuke vote Christopher, and Christopher vote Nathan. Uh, that's all we see. So it's time for Christopher to do the right thing, and he plays his idol. With that... Joel reads the vote. Christopher does not count. Nathan, Christopher does not count. Ashley, Nathan, Christopher does not count. Ashley, Christopher does not count. Ashley, Ashley. So the vote split did what it was supposed to, and it took out one of the two, even though Christopher played his idol. Now, there's a couple weird things here. First, if this were U.S. Survivor, there's almost no chance that the Christopher votes would have been split up that way when being read. It would have just been because it gets confusing with interspersing the does not count ones. Yeah. Um, so it would have just been Christopher does not count. Christopher does not, you know, boom, boom, boom in a row. Um, but it, plus it maximizes the impact here. It kind of dilutes the whole situation. Second and more importantly. So remember when I said in the jury, you sit there and you watch. A key part of that is. You sit there and you watch silently. But after the final vote, Lee. Oh, uh, yes. By the way, we've gotten to the yelling part. Lee <laughs> speaks from the jury. And he says, even though the king is dead, his hitmen are still doing the work for him because people know real and fake. There is no way. He should have been allowed by production to say anything. The point of the jury is to sit there and to listen. I mean, in the U.S. and other versions, yes, we will see facial reactions like shock and laughter, you know, jaws dropping and laughing at funny things. But they are never allowed to address the players still in the game. I do not know what the hell production was thinking here. I don't know if they forgot to tell him because he's the first juror. I don't know what happened. It was horrible, though. Uh, uh, my reaction is very different to yours. <laughs> <laughs> my reaction was not to yell. My reaction was to just cringe. I have never cringed so much ah. in my life. I just thought it was so embarrassing. Like, so... Does Lee me is Lee the king? Even when yes. he says the king, yeah, okay. Lee is the king. So Lee's the king, and he has hitmen still in the game. Okay, Lee. Uh, so I just thought that was embarrassing. Um, I, I again, this is where there's a difference because I don't know Survivor right. and I don't know how the jury works. Mm -hmm. uh, not them not being allowed to talk wouldn't have even occurred to me. Like I didn't. So when you tweeted about this, I thought, mm -hmm. oh, I, is that a I wasn't kidding when yes. I said, is that a bad thing? Like, yes. are, are they not supposed to do that? <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I guess in terms of production, I just, I all I can assume is they probably did say, right, you don't speak now, you just sit here. And as soon as, I mean, they they can um, predict what he's going to do. So they he speaks before they could do anything about it and probably then thought, oh, well, we'll keep it in the edit because it's, interesting uh, yeah 
I don't know. Uh, I I mean, I don't think they should have put it in the edit. I think they should have kicked him off the jury personally. But um, I mean, it's yeah, it's why terrible. Is it, why is it so bad? The idea of the jury, you're out of the game. You're out of the game. You have nothing to contribute. You listen and you watch. It would be like in a trial. If a juror was like, wait a minute, I want to question the witness. I want to say something to the witness. No, you're not allowed to do that. You sit, you listen, you watch, and then you make a decision. Yeah. I mean, I guess he, I'm not defending Lee by any means. (laughs) I guess he wasn't really interacting with, like, he's not, he didn't expect them to say anything back. He just probably can't control himself. But I mean, if they if they really want them to not interact or say anything, why why have them sit there? What I mean, nobody you know, to my knowledge or recollection, and nobody responded on Twitter saying, "Oh, this has happened in this other version." This has not happened before. I mean, okay. there have been cases where people get a little a little rambunctious in their reactions, and um, so Adam Klein. Uh, who won uh, Survivor Millennials versus Gen X uh, tells a story about, and actually my podcast partner on the Why Blank Lost podcast was in that same season and uh, tells a story about the, uh, how the jury was at some point overreacting and, uh, you know, just being too much. And Jeff Propes, the host, stopped tribal council and turned to them and said, if you guys don't stop it, if I see one more smile or laugh or whatever out of you, I'm going to kick your asses back to Big Brother. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, they it's just it encourages certain behavior. It can affect the game. Mm -hmm. And it has gotten to the point where Even with those reactions, you can see who's playing to the jury, what's making them laugh, what's making them happy. But that can also mean people see, oh, uh, I'll use Joe again. Joe over here really seems to have the jury on his side. We need to vote him out, you know, so it can affect votes in different ways. In this case, you've got Lee expressly saying this is the way I am viewing the game and this is the way you should play. Now, is it a big secret that that's the way he views the game? No, but he still shouldn't be instructing people on how to play. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when there was a season uh, called Edge of Extinction on Survivor and players didn't leave the game, they went to another island called the Edge of Extinction and they all were there. And then some got one got to come back in the middle of the game. One got to come back in the end of the game. And all the people who were on edge of extinction became the jury. Well, what that meant was the player who came back spent weeks with the jury. So, of course, they were on his side. And it ended up, you know, even though he only played the game for a very few days, relatively speaking, they voted for him to win for a number of reasons. And it was, I I may have done two or three very angry podcasts about that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just, the whole point is the jury sits there and you want to smile, you want to laugh, you want to frown, fine. You don't get to lecture the players. Okay, Lee's just uh, an Irish rascal. Yeah. He can't be tamed. Sorry. 
Irish Irish king. He's a king. Irish king, rascal. Rascal king. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we uh, get to other questions, uh, next time we see that Christopher is on the charm offensive. And there is the most explosive tribal council yet. So even more explosive than calling someone names, I guess. Uh, that doesn't give us a whole lot to go on, I guess. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Will things continue with uh, aiming at Christopher or not? And, of course, Christopher has that extra vote, which has to be used by next tribal council. But if he's standing out there alone, one extra vote isn't going to help him a whole heck of a lot. So uh, before we get to the uh, other questions, let me ask, what are you know, do you have any other thoughts as we have moved into the merge here that you haven't talked about already? I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, one is I'm sort of scrolling back in time a little bit here um, because I don't think we talked about it uh, before tribal council in this episode when they were all having discussions. Mm -hmm. Ashley told Matthew that Chris had an idol. Yeah, I mentioned that, but then nothing came of it, so I just blew by it. Yeah, I... I As soon as I, I actually watched it again, I sort of scrolled mm -hmm. back and I thought, did, did she just tell him that? Because I, I, my reaction was, why did you tell him that? I just thought it was a really bad idea. Um, oh, it was. It was a terrible okay. idea. Uh, but the thing was, it didn't change anything. I'm not even sure why they showed it. Because... They were already planning to split the vote. They already figured he might have an idol. All this did, I mean, she was trying to get Matthew on her side, I think, by sharing information, which sometimes yeah. does happen. Sometimes people use that information as currency to be like, I trust you so much, I am sharing this secret with you. Yeah, yeah. It's almost never a good idea. Yeah. Uh, which is what when Doug did this a few episodes back and talked to Pegleg, that's what I thought he was doing. I thought, mm -hmm. oh, he's, he's trying to show Pegleg, I trust right. you so much, I'm telling you the secret. But yeah, actually, I, I, I mean, again, it didn't make a difference. But I thought, right, if I just sort of thought, if Matthew now knows that Chris has an idol, doesn't that just encourage Matthew to not waste a vote on Chris? So he'll then just vote for Ashley instead. I just thought I thought she yeah. was just sabotaging herself. I just thought she was giving people a reason to vote for her and not Chris. Um, even though uh, right. he, he they can share right the idols, but um, and my my last thought. <laughs> I know I keep going on about Doug, right? But <laughs> I'm very pro Doug. Yeah. Uh, not not just because he listens, but a little bit because he listens. The underdog. Um, the underdog. The uh, the underdog. I just had a final observation again at Tribal Council, which is that he, I think he does a good job of pretending to look like the voting process bothers him. Like mm -hmm. he's quite good at pretending he's perturbed by it and that he finds it really tough. And maybe. Again, maybe he is, mm -hmm. but I don't think so. I think he's playing the game completely, but he ha he wants to appear like a really amiable, lovable guy, and he's having a hard time. So, yeah, I think he's good at giving the impression that it's tough rather than giving the impression, which which I think some of them are, some of them are giving the impression that they don't, they're being quite ruthless about voting. And yeah. And I, know, and I know you have to be, they are being ruthless about voting, but 
don't show it i think you have right. to show that you you care and you're all you you, you really love each other so <laughs> it's just something i have noticed a few times about doug at tribal council he's well he's it, good at acting it's interesting that you bring that up because now I'm rethinking what I said about Doug earlier, because earlier I said, I think Doug knew that Lee was going and he still voted the way he did. But then that doesn't explain what he said in the voting booth, because when he voted in the episode nine uh, tribal council, he talked about how heartbreaking it was to vote for Ashley. And it's because, you know, he needs to get rid of her because she could be a threat. He wouldn't have said that privately if he knew Lee was going. So I really do think he was out of the loop in that one, that he thought Lee was staying and that the vote was going against Ashley. So I have to retract what I said earlier about that. But what it does show is he was able to be so flexible. And when Lee was gone, bam, he immediately went, you know, and we talked about uh, that he immediately went to Christopher the next day and was getting in good with him and and stuff. So even though he was in the wrong group there, he managed to adjust his trajectory. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right. So we do have some questions from Twitter, as I mentioned. Uh, the Survivor UK revived account uh, did ask a few things of us besides the one we mentioned. So... Taking into account that Christopher had both an idol and an extra vote, was there anything he could have done to keep both himself and Ashley in the game? I don't see how. He used the idol. Using the extra vote, that would have only totaled them to three, and they had four people each voting there. So, I mean, they would have needed to drag at least one person so that would have been four to three. Yeah. If they could have dragged one person off of the group that was voting Ashley, then they could have made it four against Nathan and three against Ashley. But I mean, they tried to drag people and they weren't successful. Maybe if they had revealed the extra vote and said, look, if you vote with us, we'll be on the winning side. But the thing is, in that case, being on the winning side still puts you in the extreme minority. Like, okay, you won that round, but now you're three people against whatever it was, four, six, seven, um, six. So that's still not uh, great numerical odds for anyone who wanted to do that. And I just don't know who you're you're dragging over in that situation. Yeah, I, I saw the question on Twitter and tried to do the maths and yeah. sort of came to the conclusion that they, yeah, unless, apart from persuading people better, I uh, mm -hmm. don't think they could have sort of really wriggled out of this. Yeah. All right. The, uh, another question uh, Survivor UK uh, Revived asked, and by the way, definitely follow Survivor UK Revived on Twitter. Uh should Lee be reprimanded for his outburst from the jury bench? I, I kind of answered that already, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was yelling at him. I think he should be reprimanded, thrown off the jury, drawn and quartered. Uh, and yes, anything else you can think of to do to him. Okay. So um, in this history of Survivor, 
Has anyone else? I kind of answered this one too. Has anyone else fired shots from the sidelines? And what was the outcome to both of them, both to them and in the game? Uh, again, I don't think so. I mean, we've again, we've seen, you know, hints coming from the sidelines, laughs or shock or that sort of thing. But, you know, they're very controlled, uh, even in situations like a season or two ago where people were saying things like, well, I gave my idol to this person and they left the game with it. And immediately heads would turn to the uh, to the jury to see. And at least what we saw were shots of the jurors sitting there absolutely stone faced like they knew they could not even show any hint as to what was going on. Whereas I feel like if you did that with Lee, he'd be like, yes, that's absolutely true. <laughs> you know, Um. So, yeah, I can't think of any that I am aware of. Uh, We have seen parting words that could change the game. Like when sometimes when people are voted out, even though they're supposed to leave the tribal council area immediately, sometimes they say things that could change the game. You know, like they get up and they'll be like, well, I guess I'll take this idol with me or, hey, he stole this idol from me and now he has one. Um, And so those things can change the game. Should those be allowed? Eh, Probably not. They have just been voted out. It's too late. But you can't put the genie back in the bottle with that, you know, and at least their torch hasn't been snuffed. They're not officially on the jury yet. Uh, Still. Is I think there's a difference between the two. You know, one is in the heat of the moment in the game. One is, no, you're not even in the game anymore. So just watch and listen. Um, now that the uh, Survivor UK Revived account also said, the auction was pretty fun, but I felt it was missing something, like a full English fry-up. <laughs> so I have a question for you. What is a full English fry-up? Oh, I, I feel English fry up is you have it uh, at breakfast. It's uh, it's like usually has bacon, baked beans, sausages, fried egg or scrambled egg. Uh, usually a fried tomato, hash browns. Yeah, it's just a big hearty breakfast. Okay. Okay, that's what uh, that's what was served at the the bed and breakfast that I stayed at when I was in London. So yes, okay. that's uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I just didn't know it was. I I just I I think I heard a a full English breakfast. I didn't yeah, know the yeah. fry up part. It's, yeah, same the same thing. Okay. Um, and then also, what would you want to see up for grabs? So was there anything you were thinking you'd like to see in the auction? As a viewer or as a imagine you're in the game? Both. <laughs> uh, as a viewer, yeah, as a viewer, I thought that the the prizes or the items up for auction were going to get... I They, they did a little bit, I, guess. I thought mm-hmm. they would get progressively bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, Joel would be bringing out, here's a feast for six. Like, yeah. Uh, but it kind of didn't really reach that point again unless like you said maybe they did film more and they've edited some of it out Um, yeah i wouldn't expect it to get bigger because that gives it away too much i'd like to see kind of go up and down so they don't know yeah yeah sure what's happening 
Yeah. Uh, as a contestant, I <laughs> oh, there's a there was a bit where Lawrence just took some some sugar and just yes. started pour. That would be me. I would pour that whole thing of sugar in my mouth. <laughs> I have a sweet tooth. Anything, uh, ice cream, chocolate. Well, not real ice cream. Cakes, not real ice. Not cream. real ice cream. Uh, anything <laughs> or anything that was dairy and meat free, I would have bet all my money on. Uh, but anything sweet, okay. I, I just would have succumbed. And that answers the next question, which is what item would you have gone all in on? Uh, oh. But now <laughs> the I did. Yes, I, I did remember. By the way, there was a vegetarian on this season of U.S. Survivor, and there was one situation where they had to make a choice: uh, three players between sandwiches and an advantage, a shared advantage. And two of the sandwiches had meat in them and one was a vegetarian sandwich. So they made it specifically for her, um, which I thought was nice. But in the meantime, they're like catching fish and she can't eat those fish, you know, or they won <laughs> fish as a reward. And so they saved like a couple of limes for her from the fish, you know. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, you, mm, yeah. Limes. <laughs> uh, so. Um, uh, Fun time. Doxy 721 asked, where was the hidden item glass of water? And that goes back to what I was saying earlier about the, um, you know, the covered thing and i i used as an example a bowl of rice from camp but yes sometimes there will be a glass of camp water as well okay. or or something like that yeah so i don't again i don't know why they didn't do that if they just did it and it didn't go over well or they didn't want to confuse people too much on this I, i'm not really sure um and then bubble 42 asked why are they all just thinking of the current vote uh this is a multi-part question. Um, and because they're not, you know, many of them aren't very smart. Um, and, and I think I think some of them are thinking beyond the current vote. They see the power that a duo always has more power than an individual. And Christopher and Ashley have been, you know, moving between the groups and until they were busted. You know, they they were showing a fair amount of power. So I I do think it makes some amount of sense to get rid of Ashley at this point. Um, uh, although Bubble 42 says Ashley should have stayed. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll discuss it a little more in my mini why Ashley lost. But uh, I, I mean, you know, I think we've talked a lot more about you know, why Ashley was seen as a threat. And especially again to this group where they don't take well to lying. And, you know, it's it's uh, uh, it's very difficult um, to if you're a player, it's very difficult to deal with people who aren't players. Yeah. And I mean, maybe this is very naive of me now. Maybe it's my turn to be the gullible one, but I don't know how much it matters at this stage of the game. But I mean, out, out of Chris and Ashley... Isn't Chris? Well, I guess I'm gonna. I'm, I now know the answer to my own question. What I was going to say was, Chris is probably better at the challenges, but now I've just realised that, yeah, that doesn't matter anymore because you're not in tribes. So you right. want weak people. So, right. yeah, I guess maybe Ashley but, would I have mean, been Chris, better to keep. 
I mean, they didn't care who went. The group didn't care who went. It was just, yeah, you know, Chris played his idol. So, um, yeah, that's so true, which, yeah. which Ashley handed to him. She could have kept it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, you know, it would have been tricky for her to keep it after, you know, when they were playing as a duo, essentially at that point. Um, and then, you know, I, I appreciate Bubble 42's question. Why did a trapdoor not swallow Lee? Uh, that would, yes, you know, or, <laughs> you know, or a, uh, uh, you know, a little uh, uh, ejector seat, you know, James Bond ejector seat from the jury. Just boing, <laughs> shoot him out into the ocean. Um, uh, so in a similar vein, Kimmy asked, why was the first member of the jury allowed to make comments to the surviving player? Sur the USA version, that's not allowed till... Uh, the very end when the jury decides. And so it's, it, I've already yelled about that. So unfortunately I, yeah. you know, don't have much more to say. A lot of their questions were similar to, you know, my own questions. Why were they alive? I don't know. And I wish I did. And yeah, but again, I hope we don't I'm sure he wasn't, I'm sure he wasn't technically allowed, but when someone shouts something mm -hmm. out, what what do you do about it? So I I assume that they did tell him not to speak, but he did it yeah. anyway, and then they're kind of stuck with it. Yeah, I would just as production, I would not have shown it. Okay. I would not have shown it because if there is another season, it encourages people to do it. Yeah. yeah um, okay. and it also shows they don't really have control over their own players. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. So. All right. I did look at the BBC interview. Uh post-game, pre-game, you know, interviews uh, for Lee and Ashley. Nothing caught my eye in Ashley's. Like, I couldn't tell from it. Like, had she seen Survivor before? It seems, it feels to me like she had or else she just caught on very quickly. Um, but one question asked Lee if he had a strategy going in of how he was going to play. And he said, in terms of a proper strategy, I came in blind as I haven't seen the show before. I'm an idiot. So at least I agree with him on one thing. <laughs> yes. Yes, Lee. So I was going to try to do that in full Irish accent. It would not have gone well, though. So <laughs> no, please don't. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have any uh, other closing thoughts of these two episodes? Uh, I think we've covered everything again. Just I kind of said this already. I found these two tribal councils the most exciting. So I, I know mm -hmm. I said that I feel like they don't really say much in them, and Joel was asking too many of the same questions, but I definitely feel the tension ramping up. And the oh, that's what I wanted to ask. The So the jury is, has been introduced now. Does did you know it would come at this point in the show? Does it? Is it always roughly this? So it happened roughly. episode nine. Yeah. Is it always that kind of? Okay. I mean, yeah, it's roughly, you know, it depends on if it's going to be a final two or a final three and how many people they want to have in the jury. So you have to do the math to, you know, at least try to avoid a tie uh, and then, you know, go from there. Okay. So, all right. Well. With that, uh, anyone who wants to uh, reach out to let us know what you think, I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. Um, I uh, am still going strong on U.S. Survivor at the Rob Has a Podcast Network with the name of the show being Why Blank Lost. 
And of course, I'm podcasting the Traders Canada right here. Uh, so that's, you know, moving towards its end. We've only got uh, two more episodes, I think. Yep. Uh, so make sure to subscribe to the Tradar to get all of that. You can find all of my various accounts through my Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE. Or you can find me on most text-based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky as at David Bloomberg. And on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram as at David Bloomberg TV. Uh, speaking of TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, I've been posting generally about three uh, reality TV short videos on all those sites every day. Uh, it's a combination of U.S. Survivor, Survivor UK, The Traders Canada, House of Villains, uh, Squid Game, The Challenge. Uh, so and, you know, I uh, even had an amazing a U.S. Amazing Race one uh, on there. So you never know what's going to come up, but you can uh, check all those out for kind of some additional uh, additional reality TV coverage there. And to keep up with The Trader, which again is usually dedicated to the traitors, uh, you could uh, follow and support on Instagram at The Trader Podcast or on X or Twitter at The Trader Pod, or you could email me at The Trader Podcast at gmail.com, especially with the kind of exciting Traitors UK news that, as I predicted, has been revealed this week. Oh, it has. Uh oh. <laughs> well, to an extent, we we don't have a specific date. Oh, have, okay. But I I predicted that in the past seven days we would have uh, an announcement about when it is being broadcast. So okay, we, we know we know it's uh, January. Okay. All right. Yes. So definitely make sure you subscribe again, and also you know. If you'd like to help support the costs of publishing this podcast, uh, you can drop Matthew a few bucks or a few quid or a few whatever it is. Um, pesos. Pesos, yeah. <laughs> At uh, coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. Uh, we will be back here together in a week. I will be back uh, in a day or two to talk the Traders Canada with one of the winners of the Traders New Zealand. So watch for that coming soon. And uh, until then, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.